0: What do you do when the fires are raging around you? What do you do when your world caves in? I can only tell you what works for me. And what I have always done in the worst circumstances in life is to simply open my Bible. I have found that the Word of God has a divine power that is well able to cool the heat of any fire. Thank you for joining me, Carol McLeod, on Defiant Joy Radio. We're currently in the middle of a Bible study entitled... Refined, finding joy in the midst of the fire.
1: Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio with Carol McLeod. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. And you can find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We're also here if you need prayer, please call us toll free with your prayer request. 1-855-569-5433 one 569 5433 That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Now, let's join Carol for today's inspiring message.
0: Do you have a go-to scripture? Do you have a scripture that your mind defaults to when you're going through a difficult season in life? For some people, it's Romans 8:28, and we know that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. For some people, it's Jeremiah 29:11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give give you a future and a hope. My go-to scripture when my world is falling apart has always been 1 Thessalonians 1.6. You also become imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. This verse tells me what it takes to become more like Jesus. If I want to be an imitator of the Lord, I must receive the word with the joy of the Holy Spirit, even when I'm going through a difficult time in life. When you're going through tribulation or a hard time or a fire, you better believe that what you need is the word of God. You need to receive it into your heart, into your head, into your spirit and into your soul. The Word of God will usher joy into your life during the very worst days of your life. The Word of God will give you the joy to carry on during times that would in the natural be suffocating and crushing. The Word of God is miraculous, and it is well able to do a miracle in in your life. When life is filled with mind-boggling sufferings, his word can infuse a supernatural joy into your life. My college roommate was an incredible young woman from smack over Arkansas by the name of Debbie Matthews. We both married pastors and her life impacted me so greatly because when we were roommates in college, Debbie would get up every single morning at 530 to read the Bible for a half hour. Me, I was that slug in bed, but Debbie was up at 530 with her thick Coke bottle glasses on, sitting in the hallway, reading the Bible. And one day when I questioned her about it, she said, well, Carol, the reason I do that is because when I was 12 years old, my mom died of cancer. And my pastor's wife said to me, you will never make it through this situation without committing to the word of God. So every day since she was 12 years old, Debbie would open the Bible early in the morning and read for a half hour. And although our paths in life took us different directions to different states, every time we reconnected, whether it was by email or snail mail or telephone or meeting at a college reunion, I'd always say to Debbie, did you read your Bible today? And she'd say, yes, I did. And she'd tell me what she had read. Well, on April the 30th, 2005, I was at our son's college graduation when my phone rang, and it was a mutual friend of Debbie and myself telling me that Debbie's husband, Steve, had been tragically killed that morning. I immediately called Debbie as, as quickly as I could, and and we had a precious time crying and laughing together. And before I hung up the phone with her, I said to her, Debbie, did you read your Bible this morning? And she said to me, Carol, I did. This was the day after Steve had gone to heaven. And she said, I looked at my little reading plan where I was supposed to read, and I was supposed to read that day in First Chronicles chapters 1 through 8. And I opened my Bible, and all it was was name after name after name, names that I couldn't pronounce and begat and was the son of. And And Debbie said, Carol, they went on for eight chapters. And and she said to me, Carol, I got so angry at the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, really? This is the best you can do? You knew what I was going to be going through this day, and this is the best you can do? And the Holy Spirit whispered in her ear, yes, Debbie, this is the best I can do, because I wanted to remind you that people are important to God. And Steve's life has not gone unnoticed in the history book of heaven. And so Debbie continued to read name after name after name in the first eight chapters of the book of First Chronicles. I also knew a woman who had a nervous breakdown in her early 30s. She landed in a mental hospital for three weeks Her husband went to visit her every night while he was trying to see to their three children at home. And what brought this woman out of her drug-induced stupor was the Bible verses that she had learned as a little girl in Sunday school. A doctor would come into her room and try to engage her in conversation. And what would come out of her mouth was, "'For God so loved the world.'" that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And a nurse would come in and try to ask her about her family, and, and, a, and a psalm would come out of, of this woman's mouth. She, she would declare what the word of God said. The word of God is miraculous, and it is able to do a miracle in you. I remember when our second son, Chris, was getting ready to leave for university a thousand miles away from our home. It was the night before he was going to leave, and I was sitting in my chair in my bedroom, just crying, just weeping. Couldn't believe that it was time for him to grow up and leave me. I I heard his feet go down the stairs in the pattern that was particular to Chris, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. And I sat there in that chair just weeping, thinking, is this the last time I will ever hear his feet on my stairs? And I cried out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, if you'll just give me a scripture, I'll be okay. And I opened my Bible to Isaiah 33, 6, and the word of God spoke to my heart. And this verse said, but the Lord will be the stability of your times, a wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. And God spoke to my mama heart that my kids were not my stability, but the Lord was my stability. And I knew that I could make it. The word of God is able to give you what people are not able to give you. It will strengthen you in ways that the gym cannot strengthen you. It will give you answers that book learning cannot give you. The word of God will give you a joy that your circumstances cannot deliver to you. The word of God will give you peace in every storm of life. Ephesians six seventeen, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god. You know there were different types of swords that Roman soldiers used. And you might say, "Carol, why do I need to know that?" Well, it's important to know why the word of god is referred to as a sword at this time in history, culturally. In in our society, if we were talking about our modern-day society, there's a difference between sports cars and pickup trucks, isn't there? They're used for two different things. There's a difference between denim and silk. There's a difference between stilettos and Uggs. Well, there's a difference between various types of swords in the ancient Roman Empire. And people were familiar with the different types of swords and what each one accomplished. And as we study this portion of scripture, and as we study the different types of swords, this is going to give you understanding why the word of God has extreme power in your life today. First of all, there was a gladius sword. I'm a gladius sword was extremely heavy with a very long blade. It was the most beautiful of all the swords, but it was also cumbersome and awkward. It took two hands to yield the gladius sword. A soldier had to use two hands to swing it, and it was sharpened only on one side, and the other side was blunt and dull. Well, when the Holy Spirit and Paul talk about the Word of God being the sword of the Spirit, They didn't use the word gladius. And then there was a shorter and narrower and lighter sword. It was easy to carry, but it didn't do significant damage. And Paul and the Holy Spirit were not talking about this type of lighter sword. The third type of sword was a shorter sword. It was like a dagger. And the soldier would hide it underneath his clothes. It was hard to get out, but it would still work if you were in hand-to-hand combat. Paul and the Holy Spirit weren't talking about a dagger. The fourth type of sword was long and very slender. It was used in fencing, but not in combat. And Paul and the Holy Spirit were not talking about this long and slender sword. But the word that's used for sword in this verse that we just read in Ephesians chapter six, verse 17, was the machaira sword. Now the machaira sword was a brutal weapon of murder. It was 19 inches long and both sides of the blade were razor sharp. This machaira sword was more dangerous than the other four swords. The tip of the machaira sword turned upward, and the point was extremely sharp and deadly, and it inflicted the very worst type of wound. Before a Roman soldier would withdraw this sword from the gut of his enemy, he would hold his sword very tightly with both hands and give it a wrenching twist inside the enemy's stomach. The enemy's entrails would spill out as the soldier pulled the sword from the enemy's body. Now you might be screaming and say, Carol, that's too much information. Why do I need to know that? You need to know that because this is what the Bible says that the word of God will do when used against the enemy. The word of God is able to pull out the enemy's guts so he will never bother you again. The Makaira sword was the most dangerous of all swords. It was intended not only to kill, but to completely rip an enemy's insides to shreds. No one who encountered the Makaira sword lived to tell about it. Paul is declaring that God has given to us a weapon that is brutal against the enemy. This weapon, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, will rip your foe to shreds.
1: We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1 855 569 5433. That's 1 855 Joy Life. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll free 1 855 569 5433. 5433, to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, back to Carol for a closing word
0: and prayer. It's my pleasure to study God's Word with you and remind you to never, never, never give up. Don't give up on God or on yourself or on your future. Never give up. If you're struggling and need prayer, please call us today. The phone number is easy to remember, 855-JOY-LIFE. Or you can email me directly, carol at justjoyministries.com. If you've been blessed by the messages and the ministry, please let us know with your sponsorship. Call us toll free 855-569-5433 or go online to justjoyministries.com.